Welcome back to Normalize PTSD. Yesterday we chatted with Mike, and uh, today we're going to reach out to his wife. And she was a big part of big reason why he was able to heal and get through the PTSD. It sounded like she might have even done a little poking to get into that first therapy session. So let's see what else she has to offer and what other details she can share with how she was able to be a good support network. And here we go. Ponder, pondered on a little pondered bit. Pondered on sorry. them. You, you pondered on them, yeah. did you? <laughs> awesome. Exactly. We'll just start at the first uh you know tell us a little bit about yourself and how you uh found yourself in a position to be a support structure for someone with ptsd yeah for sure so um you know it's it's interesting because i grew up not around anybody um associated with the military at all um so my husband was the first person that i was actually very close with that um was in the military. Uh, I mean, I had a great uncle that was in the Navy back in uh, the mid sixties, but I, you know, we didn't talk about that stuff back then and and we weren't that close. So, you know, it's interesting. um, You know, when he and I were first dating, just hearing, you know, hearing stories and things like that, but it really wasn't until we got married and he was deployed to Iraq. well, he actually was in Kuwait, but uh, went went over to Iraq to, for for missions and such. Right. Um, before I, and once he came home, until I really experienced uh, being around someone who was, you know, had some PTSD uh, issues, and so, um, you know, at first I really I didn't notice it at first. I, I could tell that he was real jittery and had a lot on his mind and things right. like this and. Um, just had a really hard time relaxing. And, you know, I, I noticed things like, you know, we'd go to a restaurant and he wouldn't sit with his back to the door. And, right. um, you know, just just random stuff like that that he I did not notice before. Um, mm. I think the worst part of it was it got to be where we, uh, every night when we'd go to bed, he'd wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning every single night and get out of mm. the bed and either go sleep on the couch or go sleep in the guest room. And, you know, I was kind of like, what is going on? Is there something right. else going on? You know, I was worried at first that he had some kind of issue with me. Obviously, that wasn't it. Um, right. Because, you know, then he and, I, he and I ended up talking about it. And basically, what he told me was that he was having the same dream every single night at the same time and the ending was different some nights everything would be fine and some nights it wasn't fine and you know so some nights he'd make it sometimes he didn't make it and so you know that's it's scary and having to think about that you can't even get your sleep because these things are in your mind and i it for me as a spouse i have never gone through that i've never had to deal with things like that but i didn't know how to help him i mean right you get to a point where it's like this is this ha- has to be miserable for him he was tired all the time and just it, it really for a while just a kind of a different person right. um and he i don't think he really felt like he could talk to me about it because i obviously i didn't get it 
you know, and um, and then I felt bad as the spouse that you I want You want to help. help. Yeah. When you see someone you I love and care help. about, you're like, I want I want to fix it. You know, yeah. I want to be there and make it better. I wanted to fix it. Exactly. Yeah. And there was nothing at, the, at that time. I was like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then I started feeling worried or, or, you know, concerned for myself. Like I, my, the person that I love is going through something major in his life and there's nothing I can do to help. Um, right. And so, you know, I, I, I've gone to therapy for years for my own stuff. And so that was, uh, that actually was one of the things that I did um, end up talking a lot to her about was that, um, okay. you know, and how to, when help, you were talking how to, to help her, him. Okay. I was just going to ask when you were talking to her, was it a little bit about how, like, you know, I, I know that I've been in situations in relationships where my actions negatively impact the relationship. So I could, uh, I was in therapy where we were getting help for that as well as, it sounds like you were getting help on yeah. how to be a better spouse. And that's something I'd really like to hit on. Right. And like, I feel like there's a lot of people, men, women that are, you know, with a spouse that are like, hey, how can I be better? And like, what what were some things that you were able to figure out to be more supportive for him in that situation? Um, you know, well, one of the things was not taking it personally. The okay. fact of him getting out of the bed every night and going to sleep somewhere else, um, you know, that is how it. he dealt with his dreams and all that because he said at that point that he, felt, he no longer felt like his bed was safe because right. that dream had happened there and he had to go to another place. And, and, and for me, I had to realize that's not about me yeah. and to not bother him about it, not complain or make him feel bad about doing what he needed to do to feel safe. Right. Um, and so, you know, so I, I didn't say anything else about it. I just kind of had to understand that he's dealing with something that I know nothing about and he's doing the best he can. Um, and so, I mean, that was, that was the main thing thing for us uh was Mm -hmm. that that situation and you know and just be understanding um when he needs to talk to his friends you know if he needs to go hang out with uh you know he's got a couple of his of his good air force friends that were in living in town at the time um and some still in and out you know but if he needs to go they go I, i don't want to go hang out in that group, because a lot of times, I mean, I do in a, in a, in a larger, right, hand, right. you know, fun sense or whatever, but sometimes they just need to go because they are the only ones that understand it and yeah. the only ones that they can talk to about it with. And, you know, just giving him, giving him the space to do that. Yeah. Just, just being able to give him the space to do that. I chat with a lot of my buddies, especially recently about, you know, things that benefit them. And like the most common thing expressed is just communication with other people that have been through certain situations yeah. like that. And it's not so much always yeah. just talking about the old days or, you know, the war stories and stuff right. like that. Sometimes it's just being in an environment with someone you know who's been through it. 
because I feel like there's like yeah. this comfortable feeling where you can yep. you can let loose a little bit and no one's going to be upset with you, you know, because we all understand we all get it. And it's yeah. okay to be a little bit silly. Sometimes it's okay to be aggressive, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, shit, yeah. let, let it out, you know, because then they, they go home feeling happier and better about that situation or better in general. Exactly. And that's, yeah. And I, I've noticed that after, you know, sometimes he'll go hang out with a couple buddies or, or whatever. And then when he comes back, he just seems a lot calmer. Yeah. And that that's really been very helpful for him is, you know, to have those friends. And, um, and, you know, I honestly, I feel like to him, his friends are his family, right. you know? Yeah. So, nope. and I, that's one of the things I just let him do that and not be one of those people that, you know, you need to spend the time with us. And, right. You know, he's trying to, that's how he takes care of his mental health and is to, to be able to have that. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that those two things are the main things is just to not be on him about, about how he deals with his PTSD issues because he's doing the best he can. Uh, for the sleep thing, uh, has he improved? With sleeping, I'm, I did. I talked to him the other day. He said he's gotten better. It took okay. He talked to a therapist and gotten a little bit better, uh, or insight on how to like make that improve. And that's awesome, awesome news. Yeah, sure. um, and I, I, I think he has. He did talk to someone, um, you know, even I think it was just the one time. Like he just talked. He spoke to someone. It, it got to a point where he didn't right. want to talk to anybody because of any backlash from the military that might come from it. And so um, he, he initially, right. he eventually did talk to somebody without getting into too much. But um, I think just that oh, yeah. yep. really helped him feel like I am not um, the only person that this happens to. Yeah. I'm not, bro I'm not a broken person. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we all have like a really good mm -hmm. tight group, but I think some people out there don't have yeah. that and they do feel like they're unique and they're alone when I feel like it's yeah. the opposite. I feel like there's millions of people out there dealing with PTSD from trauma that they knowingly knew that they were going to be in situations that were going to be violent or hostile yeah. or, you know, you think about nurses, cops military like especially combat veterans mm -hmm. and things like that it's like they know what they're getting into is going to be a bit dangerous but uh i feel like it's just so avoided the topic is avoided so much that people yeah hide it and I, I don't think that there's easy resources to go out and get and like you know my dream is to have like some sort of non-profit it's able to like, you know, to give therapy yeah. to these individuals and just be like, hey, it's all right, you know, and they don't have to worry about the military uh -huh. finding out and then now they try to deploy or they have to early retire, yeah. Yeah. you know, or like cops, like there's no infrastructure in place for police officers. Like if they get in trouble with PTSD or have some sort of like negative mark then they can't just go to another police station without that following them, right you know so it's like the benefits there yeah not really there it's just a real shame yeah it's kind of like it's it's it, but, they don't want to talk about it because they don't want anybody to at work to find out about it 
and so then it's then it's in your then it's yeah. con- constantly in your mind, and you, and you can't get better. You can't get better without getting some help sometimes. And you know that's one of the things that I never really understood years ago before any of this was that uh, you know whether it's um, you know nurses or policemen or um, combat veterans that, that they're they don't encourage and give the give those people the tools to really help them in the situations that they were basically put into you know and so um right yeah no, i agree i feel like i feel like that stuff's not provided until you're yeah. done you know like for my service like uh god bless his soul you know the air commander old jimmy made me go talk to a counselor and then that ultimately ended my career for deploying. Mm -hmm. They said that I couldn't deploy anymore. And I did the most rational, non-emotional thing ever. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it was like weeks away from my reenlistment. And I just said, I'm not going to reenlist anymore. And I became a contractor overseas doing the same thing, but making a lot more money doing it. And it was just, I never got help, you know, I and mean, it's because it was so tough. Yeah. Like, you you know, it, it was seen as weakness, and it's been seen it's as weakness not, since, like, the Spanish not, Wars. It's not weakness. It's, and it's... I it's, know. It's really not. I think it's harder getting yeah. help than it is hiding it. Because, if anything, you're hurting yeah. so many people that way, and it's harder to swallow your pride than it is to pretend right. that things wrong. No, I completely agree. I agree. So, uh, other than... Then speaking with your therapist to find ways to be more uh, helpful and supportive, do you have like a support structure similar to what you know, we have? Like, you know, us combat vets, we chat. I'll, I'll tell you honestly, this is, and, and, I, and I told her um, just the other day. So back at the time when Mike was deployed and when he first came back, and this was um, five or six years ago was his last deployment, but you know, and, and and it took him a couple of years to kind of get mostly to where he he seemed a lot back to his 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 prior self. But um, he I, I, a right. girl that I worked with, uh, say a girl. I mean, I, she's obviously a woman. But um, in our office, her husband is a um, army helicopter pilot, and um, he deploys a good bit he's he's active duty and deploys a good bit and she was and she's my age she was the only person that i knew who had at the time um that had a husband that was deploying and had been deployed and so she and i worked together and um but i i called she was the one that i called um Whenever I like when he was deployed, if there were questions that I have, if I didn't know what, you know, if I was just scared, you know, I would call and talk to her. And even even when Mike came back, um, you know, I was the same thing. She was the one that I would call because my other friends couldn't identify or they couldn't understand my friends who, you know, live here in, in town. Their husbands work at the bank or the, you know, their investment people or whatever. They, they have no clue. And they're good at other types of conversations, but when it mm. comes to dealing with your spouse having, you know, PTSD or telling you stories 
where they, you know, were this close to not making it, um, or they were scared for their lives and all this other stuff, you know, there's nobody I can talk to about that. So I, there, I had, at that point I had her now I have, you know, other friends who live in our neighborhood who, um, have spouses in the, in the military, um, and, you know, one who has a spouse that's a police officer and has gone through some P- PTSD uh, issues in the past that we can relate a lot on that. Um, but, you know, that's just right. come with, with time meeting, you know, living where I live and, and meeting more people in that circle. Um, you know, it, it, back then, none right. of my husband's friends were married to anyone. And so I really had no one to to except the one girl at work and and but but she it's it's interesting because she and I still work for the same organization um and she is the head of our um we have a group at work called the military support um group and it's for uh veterans and spouses and um she's kind of she's the head of it for the whole organization Mm -hmm. and so you know but we worked in the same office back in the day and so I still reach out and you know just tell her Thank you so much for just being there for me back then. So um, it is, I was, I was lucky to have yeah. her because otherwise I, you know, I would have, I don't know how I would have really dealt with a lot of that. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. awesome news. You know, it's good to know that there's organizations that are out there doing stuff like that. And maybe one day I can chat her up. And oh yeah. Yeah, yeah for too. sure. Uh, if you were to do it all over again, like, uh, and you had all the information you have now, what would you tell yourself before this journey started? Would you, like, what kind of insight? Because I'm, I, I am so grateful for people like you who, you know, this isn't an easy situation yeah. to go through as a spouse, but to look for ways to be supportive during that, as well as not allowing, because we yeah. love what we did. And, he still does. Um, he still and does he still it, loves you know? it. We yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like for us, it's easy. It's easy as breathing. You know, it's just something that we love to do and it's something we're passionate about and having a partner who's strong and willing to allow that person to go do these things that are dangerous, you know, shit, but also be there to support him when he goes through the consequences of doing those things. That's really, it's awesome. And I want to thank you for that for sure. It's easy when you love the person, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not easy, but I'm willing to do it because he's such a great person. And I just, you know, uh, I I think just thinking back, um, and I remember one of the first conversations he and I had when we were first, I mean, even when we were first dating, he's like, I'm going to probably get deployed in the next year. And, and he, but he said, he said, you know, yeah. this, what I do, he's like, this is, it's, it's a service and it's a sacrifice. And I want you to know what it goes into, what goes into it. And if you are up for that, you know, and, um, you know, and at the, t- at the time I'm like, yeah, yeah sure, of course, you know, and then, but, you know, I think uh, looking back is just to make sure that, um, I, I can't, I can never fix it for him, but just be there and be supportive and help him, um, know that we love him and that 
whatever he needs to get right whatever he needs to get his his self get his mental health where it where it needs to be and be relaxed and not yeah, I, that's what I want to do. And that's what I would say to myself then. And I'm going to say to myself again, because I'm sure that that this is going to happen right. again. So, um, you know, he's, he's taken him a couple of years to kind of get back to even keel, but, um, it doesn't mean it's the last time. So but he's still, he's still, he still deals with it here and there. So. Right. It, it's going to be something that's always going to be, there's going to be a fraction of it, I think. Uh, I'm hopeful, you know, I think if we can break our minds, then hopefully we can fix them, you know, and that's what I'm ultimately looking for with all of this. But we'll definitely see how we get down that path. But uh, I was thinking about Mike. Uh, there's certain situations I've had personally where, you know, if I wasn't 100 percent perfect, then whoever I was with my partner at the time would then feel it was, uh, they had done something wrong. And it, yeah. it's really awesome that you can detach from those situations and realize that it's just him dealing with some of the shit, you know, because that's definitely the hardest well, part. Yeah. For me. It and honestly, me. yeah. And honestly, I, I learned that because when it, when it first, when he first came back, I did think it was something about me because right. he would get out of the bed in the middle of the night. And I'm like, well, what did I do? You know? Mm-hmm. And then I, then eventually I realized that it was not me. And, you know, and the other thing is being able to ha- have conversations and talk to him about things has really helped because he likes to deal with serious things a lot of times with humor. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, and it, <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I'm like, that's really not that funny, you know, <laughs> but that's the way he deals with things. And I have to kind of, realize that that him you know dealing with whatever's going on in his mind and okay. and and he doesn't think it's funny he just that's that's some sometimes the way he uh he copes yeah that's, that's the way we process it i was told this same by my therapist yeah. she was like uh i see yeah. you use humor to process and i was like yes she's like yeah. it's not a bad way to do it he, she's like it's better than alcohol and i was like thank you yeah <laughs> i was like she didn't know I was doing that too, though. You know, <laughs> but, yeah, I, know. I didn't tell you that part. <laughs> right, but no, I think that's that's one of the, one of the better ways to deal with it, and it does. It's I feel like comedy in general is really positive for dealing with things that a lot of people don't want to talk about because it is super serious, you know. And it yeah, you know, yeah, gives it a spin and helps people, you know, laugh about it and work through it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time. Is there anything else you'd like to throw out there? Of course. Freaking I can't think of anything well, right now. No, it's all good. We'll think about so much afterwards, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, I just, I know. my goal is I get know. a little nugget from this person, a little nugget from that person, and eventually we'll be able to like, awesome. have everything for everybody. And everybody's unique. You know, there's going to be people in different situations where my perspective is not going to be relatable to them. And, you know, maybe. I have some other people that are coming on that are pretty eccentric and outside the box thinkers. And maybe something along that line is going to be helpful for them. But yeah, it's awesome. So now I'll just wrap it up. Well, hopefully it was helpful. No, yeah. it's so awesome. It's very helpful. I appreciate it so much, Sarah. And I hope you have a great evening and enjoy your weekend. 
And we're going to wrap it up there. That was Sarah. I hope you guys enjoyed the perspective of a spouse. You know, I found it really informative and interesting, as well as I learned a few things new. Uh, Hopefully the banjos playing in the background weren't too distracting. You get two Southern people talking together. Those words will just mash right together. (laughs) Anyways, hope to see you guys next week. All righty. Bye.